relationship is a mirror in which you can see yourself not as you wish to be, but as you are. Jiddu Krishnamurti The one area in our lives that can bring us the most joy as well as the most pain is relationships. There is no feeling as exhilarating and fulfilling as loving someone and feeling like they love you back. In one way or another, we are all seeking love. Love is what keeps us going, but it's also the thing that can knock us down the most. At least it can feel like that. What I'm talking about here is romantic love and romantic relationships. We are wired to connect. It is in our biology to attach ourselves to preferably a secure person who we can trust, who we can love, and who can support us. It comforts us to have a partner to connect with and to form a base with from where we then can move into the world and pursue our lives outside of the relationship, to be with our friends and family and to build our career. We want to be with someone to whom we can attach in a healthy, secure and loving way, who we can trust and who we can turn to when we feel stressed. But the truth of the reality is that we don't always seek out the partners who can be that loving and supporting person to us. In fact, many people struggle to find that type of relationship that feels healthy, nurturing, and loving to them. While we might think that we're looking for someone who can be good for us, in reality, we find ourselves pursuing the ones that are actually shutting us out or who seem unable or unavailable to form a secure and loving relationship with. And it might seem like we're running after the wrong people. But what if we take a look at ourselves? What if we were the ones who actually weren't ready or available for a secure and loving relationship? Either because we're too afraid to be truly seen for who we are, or we're too afraid to be rejected for who we are. If we are experiencing difficulty in love, it's not for no reason. Somewhere we have got wounded in love and we have become so dissociated with ourselves, not feeling like we're enough and lovable as we are right now in this present moment, that instead we have created these fantasies and imaginations that feel so much better than the present moment. In these fantasies, we romanticize love. We think of how love should feel and look like, and anything that doesn't feel as exhilarating and that doesn't make us feel as high as the love that we have imagined, we consider it not to be love, and we push it away, waiting for the right love to come along. Not realizing, though, that we've actually never really learned what the right love is. I know that for myself, I have not known what 
love in romantic relationships truly is about. For all my life, I had mistaken attraction for love, bonding over pain for connection, and being in love for living in an imagination that I had made of the other person, thinking that love should feel passionate, exciting, but also terrifying, not knowing that love can actually feel very comforting, warm and soothing. I had mistaken attraction for love and I felt attracted to the types of partners that would make me feel very excited on the one hand, but also very anxious and restless on the other hand. Partners who would give me just enough to reassure me, to keep me interested and keep me hoping for more, only to then pull away and do the opposite of what they had assured me with. Living in this dynamic of pushing and pulling highs and lows, dramas and makeups, I thought that this was what passionate love was all about. But little did I know that all this was was old wounds and traumas playing up and taking over the stage. Now here's the thing with attraction. For the average person who has experienced a healthy childhood and a healthy upbringing, they can be attracted to someone who's good for them and with whom they can have a loving relationship. But for those who have experienced some sort of trauma in their upbringing because of an absent father or mother in their lives or because of emotional or physical neglect, this trauma that they have experienced and the amount of love that they had been missing in their childhood feels like a void inside. And now that they have reached an age of dating... They are actually looking for that special someone who's going to fill that void. So being super attracted to someone before actually knowing them can be tricky. Because while we might think that we're experiencing early signs of love and that this feeling is meant to be, it can actually be old wounds and attachment styles being activated. Getting to know someone takes time. And falling in love before we've actually taken the time to get to know the person can backfire at us in the long term. I know that for me, it took a couple of failed relationships, heartbreaks, and unhealthy dynamics to understand this, to take time for myself and to truly look at the patterns that had been playing out in all my relationships, to have a clear look at myself and the ways in which I was creating these unhealthy dynamics over and over again in my life without being aware of it. 
these unhealthy relationships that I was in were very damaging to my health, to my mental health, but also my physical health. And this is why I find it so important to talk about this, because being in the wrong relationship can take everything from you, your health, your sense of self-worth, or your sense of identity. It can literally poison your energy and make you feel like you've completely lost yourself. Anyone might recognize the feeling of having lost themselves, even if it's temporarily, whether it's inside or outside a relationship. But the degree to which unhealthy relationships can be damaging varies greatly. And that's why I want to shed light on this topic and contribute in any way that I can by sharing my own insights because I believe that knowledge is power and by learning and understanding how our mind and subconscious mind works, we can break patterns that don't serve us anymore and to which we feel powerless to break because we don't know how. And I truly believe that the first step in all of that is learning about yourself taking time to be with yourself, to look at your life. And a very important part of that is taking full responsibility of your own life and also of all your relationships. Because yes, we can point to the other person and we will always find reasons to blame the other person. We will always find very obvious ways in which the other person wasn't good for us. But the truth is that doing that brings us absolutely nowhere. If we want to break unhealthy relationship patterns, we have to take full responsibility of the relationships that we've been in and acknowledge that that relationship and that other person is a mirror and a reflection of ourselves. It's not necessarily easy to admit this or even to acknowledge or believe that we are responsible for the relationships that we are inviting in our lives. If we have experienced some sort of abuse in a relationship, for example, how then can we say that we are responsible for the abuse that happened to us when it feels so obvious that we are the victim and that the other person is the abuser. Now, if we consider this example of abuse in a relationship and we connect that to the notion of being responsible for what we allow to happen to us, can it be that the abuse that we experience of the other person is actually a reflection of a type of abuse that we are putting ourselves through? Or better said, if we experience a type of abuse from someone else and we ask the question, in which way am I putting myself through this abuse? Is it through my low self-talk? the way in which I'm not taking care of myself or the way in which I always put myself below others 
If I see someone else treat me in a way that I don't like, in which way am I treating myself that way? How am I allowing that person to treat me like that? And what can I do to put an end to such a treatment altogether? Now, let me make one thing very clear. I am absolutely not here to trivialize anything. The last thing I'm trying to do is to play down on abuse or any form of pain or hurt that is experienced in unhealthy relationships. I am actually talking about this because I see you and you matter and what you experienced matters a lot. Being in a toxic relationship is absolutely horrible. And that is why I wish for anyone and everyone who has ever experienced any kind of toxicity in relationships to break free from them and to empower themselves to a place in which they remember what they deserve so that they can invite a person and a relationship in their lives that reflects the love that they are actually deserving of. Now, taking this back to myself, I was always someone who would be functional in all areas of my life, achieving the goals I had set for myself, doing what I loved in life, and not letting anyone or anything stop me until it came to relationships. Relationships was the one area in my life in which I kept facing challenges. Whenever I entered relationships, I stopped doing what I loved doing, whether it was dancing or pursuing other creative hobbies. I started to lose weight and my health, both mental and physical, would decline drastically. And altogether, I would struggle to be my authentic self within a harmonious relationship with someone else. I somehow had created this pattern of abandoning myself in order to be in an intimate relationship with someone else. And it took me years to look at what was playing out in this area of my life and what was keeping me away from choosing relationships and partners that would be healthy and loving to me. Now, even though the process and journey of breaking my relationship patterns is too complex to summarize in a few sentences or even in an entire podcast episode, what I can say is that for me, this journey so far has taught me the following. From the very beginning of an encounter with someone, my body is talking to me. It's telling me right from the start whether it feels right or not. It's just that I didn't always recognize the language in which my body was speaking to me or I didn't want to recognize it because in my head I'd already lost myself in the fantasies and romances that I had created with this person. But looking back and 
going back to how it felt from the very beginning in those early stages, if I knew how to interpret those feelings and the signals that my body was giving to me, I could save myself a lot of unnecessary pains and dramas later on. I remember asking a therapist once what the difference was between a healthy and unhealthy relationship. And she basically answered me with one sentence. An unhealthy relationship has very high highs and low lows. And the waves of a healthy relationship are much smaller. Still consisting of the highs and the lows, but it's much more stable and less fluctuating. And going back to my own early experiences in relationships that would later turn out to be an unhealthy dynamic, I was in a very high place in the beginning. Too excited, too passionate, and too blind to the reality. I was too quick to turn my experience into something magical instead of calmly and patiently taking the time to get to know the person. So whenever I felt restless or very passionate only to feel anxious shortly after, I would know that something about that dynamic wasn't good for me. And I could recognize that feeling because I would feel the difference when I entered a dynamic that felt warm, calm, and comforting to me right from the beginning. These days, a lot is being said about red flags. And although I feel it can sometimes be confusing to distinguish red flags from opportunities for growth, I do believe that the way that we feel around that other person tells us a lot about whether or not we're in a healthy environment. I know that for me, whenever I would feel a strong attraction towards someone and almost a sense of neediness to be with them because I felt that that person had something that I wanted in my life, it wouldn't turn out to be a healthy dynamic for me. But when I was able to show up as myself authentically and find joy in sharing who I was, while at the same time receiving who the other person is, in full honesty and vulnerability, I found that dynamic to be nurturing and supportive of my health and sense of well-being. Now, obviously, this shift of blindly giving into the attraction that I felt towards someone, into me becoming more aware of how I was actually feeling around that person and whether or not that felt nurturing to me is not something that happened overnight. It's been a process of years of looking at my patterns, looking at myself, asking myself all kinds of questions, doing deep inner inquiry and being super willing to break my patterns, not giving in to short-term gratification, but instead reminding myself of what I needed and what I deserved 
in the long term. In a previous episode, I talked about family dynamics. And in the first episode, I briefly talked about my journey through life so far and what drove me to do the things that I did. Now, the relationships that I've been in are very much connected to everything that I've shared with you before. Each relationship clearly represented which unfulfilled needs I still had and how I was seeking to meet them in the wrong places. Each relationship showed me how I would abandon myself time and time again in order for me to be there for someone else. Something that I had taught myself at a very young age within my own family. How I thought that I was responsible for everything and everyone around me, thus inviting the types of people who would take no responsibility for themselves since I had already taken up that space. What I'm saying with this is that everything is connected. Every chapter and area of your life is showing you a part of yourself. And every person in your life is mirroring you who you are in this moment. And the clearest mirror of all being intimate relationships. From the person that you're attracted to, to who you choose to give yourself to, and the types of dynamics you're experiencing with them. It all goes back to you. And this brings me back to my first sentence in the first episode, making the unconscious conscious. Because that is where our power lies. And relationships can be very powerful in us finding our way to ourselves and becoming aware of parts of ourselves that we wouldn't otherwise be aware of. In relationships, we can meet our need for connection and intimacy. But whether or not that need is being met is partly, if not entirely, our responsibility. We are responsible for the types of partners that we choose to enter a relationship with. If we find ourselves in a relationship that doesn't feel nurturing or in which we don't feel like we can be our authentic self or we don't feel like we can truly connect to them in a safe and comforting space, it's our responsibility to ask ourselves in which way we are blocking true intimacy and connection in our lives, in which way we are abandoning ourselves to be with that other person. I have experienced intense and unhealthy relationships myself that were very damaging to my mental and physical health. But it wasn't until I learned how to mirror what I was experiencing within those relationships back to myself that I could gain the necessary insights to make the change that I needed to make and to be able to let go of 
what no longer was serving me. I had to learn how to show up for myself in ways that I needed myself before I could share that space with someone else. It was only after I took enough time to reflect on everything that I had experienced and also take the time to really process my thoughts and feelings and needs that one day I felt that I could trust myself enough again to start dating. And when I started dating, I did it very consciously. I wanted to experience myself in interaction with different men and to see how that interaction and dynamic with that person would affect me in the moment, how I was feeling, how my body would react and how I would treat myself within that interaction with the other person. And to me, that process has been very interesting because I could finally rely on myself again while being with someone else. There is a lot that can be said about relationships. I could go more in depth in attachment styles, codependency, fear of abandonment and fear of attachment. But for now, this is where I'm leaving you. Hoping that having shared parts of my story, experiences and insights on this topic with you could be of any help to what you're going through or have been through. Once again, I want to thank you for listening and I see you in the next one. Thank you.